You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I am back again with Anna. How are you doing this week, Anna? I'm pretty good. I'm enjoying the shift into uh, spring weather, getting out in the garden and getting things done. Uh, Oh, nice. I would like to say that I'm enjoying the shift into spring weather, except it only just shifted about an hour ago. And here I am, not out there enjoying it. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not even blaming the podcast for that. I'm just saying that I would not be allowed to be out there enjoying it. So what you get for living in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was recently thinking about, I forget exactly how I got onto this train of thought, but I was kind of thinking about how, um, oh, you know what? It was, I was playing a game. It might have been Skyrim. And I swear I was only like about anywhere from about 30 minutes to an hour into the game. And I was like trying to reacquaint myself with the controls. And I ended up on a statistics screen that kind of showed me uh, basically what I had done so far. And I'd already like flat out murdered like 20 people um, inside my first 30 <laughs> or 60 minutes. So I was like, ah, wow, oh, gee, I, I feel like I hadn't done anything except go from one town to another. And I've already like straight up killed like 20 human beings they were bandits but like you know there was no chance for reform or rehabilitation i just like drove my sword through them and killed them and left them on the side of the road so i'm like this is just kind of what we accept as normal like we never thought about this before it's like oh maybe i shouldn't do that or maybe there's peaceful ways to go about this and sure there are some games where there are pacifist uh methods of running through them, but uh, generally first impulses are like, oh, this person is standing slightly in my way and therefore I am going to murder them and end their 20 years of life and f like their connections with friends and family that they have accumulated in that time. So it got me thinking on just the inherent violence and sociopathy and psychopathy that goes into playing video game protagonists. And I was like starting to wonder, are there any really good solid video game role models like yeah they're heroes they're people that we kind of look to as cool and possibly even inspire us but are there any really good role models that kind of just really show us um how we should best lead our lives uh and it, i am going to say right away i'm disqualifying characters in role-playing games because they're basically played however we want them to i mean like defined characters part of a narrative um, who are intended to be a certain defined character that does not, uh, that, that basically exemplifies how we really should strive to exist in society. Oh, so not just how, uh, how I think I would like my role model to be, but perhaps how, uh, how a person should be a role model to more than just myself personally. Well, there's going to be a little bit, you know, it depends on your personal values as well. Obviously, a big factor in this is that maybe they should be a role model to you, or maybe they should somehow uphold values that you uphold. Yeah, you know, everyone has different ideas as to what the ideal person existing in society should be. You can define the criteria by which you, uh, determine somebody's value as a role model but i'm basically saying that you know uh as long as you can justify it then you know it's basically your opinion well there is a lot of gray area out there let me tell you when <laughs> thinking about uh heroes and video games you're like you know there's there's heroes and there's heroes of the game 
and, mm-hmm. and maybe that doesn't always align to be the same thing. So most of mine are really just kind of disqualifiers of people who might be fairly um, of notable video game characters that I don't think should be considered role models, even if they are kind of good characters. And that's another thing which I'm going to distinguish in my pick is the difference between a role model and just a good character. Yeah, there are really good, interesting characters that doesn't necessarily make them role models, and that's okay. They don't have to be. Sometimes they're good because they're not, like Duke Nukem, right? Not a role model, but you could still admire him, and possibly, maybe if you're that kind of person, you might aspire to be more like him. But let's just face it, he's not a role model, nor do you really want him to be. And I think the kind of the appeal is that he is the anti-role model, and that's kind of why people like him so much. So, um... Uh, oh, sorry. There's one other thing. I mean, well, my entire list is going to be about disqualifiers more until I finally get to one person I'm actually going to pick. But uh, <laughs> the other thing which I'm going to say is a definitely a hard no um, is any characters that has been adapted from TV, movies, books, comics, or whatever else. They have to be a video game original. Right. Lisa Simpson is out. Got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't just choose like, you know, um, obviously a lot of our fan base is going to be very Sierra oriented. You can't mm-hmm. choose King Arthur. You can't choose Robin Hood, right? Because those aren't video game originals. Even though they're awesome characters from awesome games. But I could pick Leisure Suit Larry, but I won't. Yeah. I mean, under the criteria of original video game characters, yes, Larry would qualify. In terms of a role model, I'm going to be a bit of a hard sell on that one. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so those are most of my qualifiers, but there's a few others I'll use as specific examples. And I guess I'll start by disqualifying. Um, I'll refer to him or her generically as the Pokemon trainer because a lot of people might be tempted to... F- consider this person a role model. Um, I say person because, you know, you can choose the gender of the character. So I'm going to go gender neutral in referencing them. And people might be inspired by them because the TV show adapted from the video game has a very inspirational theme of wanting to be the very best like no one ever was. And uh, and these children, generally in the area of like about 10 years old, go out and over the course of an afternoon, uh, go, you know, become the greatest at what they do, having zero experience beforehand. So, you know, basically, you can break through glass ceilings and that kind of thing. That's really kind of cool. Um, I would disqualify as a role model because he, they are basically cockfighters. They're doing none of this by themselves. They're depending heavily on capturing cute little animals, sometimes not so cute, granted, but basically capturing animals from the wild and forcing them to do battle on their behalf, quite often causing great damage to their pet, the other person's pet, and quite possibly the area around them. Um... The Pokemon trainer goes through challenging like everyone, including little kids or elderly people, beating them, gambling, taking their lunch money. And yeah, generally, you're not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. You want to strive to be the best? Go for it. Maybe strive to be the best at something else. 
Yeah, is that's at the age when uh, most ten-year-olds would be perhaps collecting bugs in a jar, or maybe attacking a, uh, maybe getting a a wasp to fight a spider. You know, th- this is a whole new level of anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you and I are of the same age. You might have a similar experience to me where the parents did just kind of raise us just by saying, okay, here, uh, we'll be home at six. Just take care of yourselves for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I uh, I relate to the whole Pokemon mentality of like, yeah, here's a toy. Go out and play and come back when you're the champion of the world. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I never excelled at anything so maybe in that sense i can't relate to the pokemon trainer but uh you know when it's like oh here's take your pet rat that happens to be red and give them a flamethrower and torch the other kids pets it's like yeah maybe don't do that (laughs) and i mean like you know even if you take the details away basically what it boils down to is you want to be the best at being a coach like you know you you're not the one who's doing anything other than telling other people or other things what to do and letting them do like all the dirty work. And then you take the glory for it. Sure. If you want to be a football coach, that's great. I'm sure. And football coaches get a lot of fame and fortune, I'm sure. But just that's, yeah, I don't know. As a role model, I think there, you could do better than that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the, uh, was the game adapted from the cards? Do you know, did the cards come first? Oh, yeah. The franchise began as Pokemon Red and Green, a pair of video games for the original Game Boy, later released outside of Japan as Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, It became a media mix franchise adapted into various different media. So it did, in fact, start as a video game. Good. So I just know uh, my my kid used to collect the Pokemon cards, but this mm -hmm. was back in... uh, 2000, right? So that was after. Oh, yeah. Pokemon is huge. Like, the the card games uh, could possibly be, in the competitive field, could possibly be even um, bigger than the actual video game. But, uh, um, no, in in this case, no, Pokemon do qualify as video game originals. They just fail as role models by their own merits. (laughs) Because they're just assholes. Yeah. Eventually, they want to be like college football coaches. That's kind of like pre-training for that. Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Totally. Yeah, I like I like that pick. In the same way, I, I don't like that pick because definitely not not a hero there. I, I like your twist. Yeah. So I, I, since I'm going through the disqualifiers and since I know you actually have some legit picks, I'm going to go through um, basically just a couple more because I don't really have a whole heck of a lot to say on them. So let's get them out of the way. As I've explained, uh, characters who are just sort of inclined towards destruction and murder generally disqualified. So, you know, like Nathan Drake's of the world, stuff like that, who just sort of like crack wise after like mass murdering people. Um, yeah, generally not that, you know, Samus Aran. Um, yeah, we can think she's a cool character, except that she like destroys entire planets. Maybe don't do that. Um, her impulse is generally to kill the indigenous fauna that just happens to be in her way. It's like, you know, they're the ones who just happen to be there because that's their ecosystem. And she just goes around like launching missiles at them. Like that's not yeah. what you Even do. Even the ones that aren't going to bother you. You you want that energy orb so bad. Yeah. Like m- maybe don't do that when you go into a new world. That's not yours. Maybe you should have a little bit of respect 
for nature and ecosystems of other planets and not just assume that everything deserves to be wiped off the face of that planet before blowing up that planet. Yeah, just because you can shoot things doesn't mean you should shoot things. <laughs> um, f f rounding off my Nintendo list here is Mario, because um, a lot of people pick on the fact that Mario is kind of, you know, there, there's that theory that Princess actually wants to be around Bowser and Mario just is a dick who just uh, is kind of jealous and tries to take her back. It's like one way or another, it's Bowser who um, has the princess, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, whether or not she wants to be there, maybe she is just hanging out with his, her buddy, right? And maybe Mario is just that over possessive boyfriend who like finds out that she has a guy friend kicks down Bowser's door, blows up his castle, dumps him into lava, takes her away. And prior to that, he like murdered his family. Like he killed all Everybody of his kids. Ever known. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he got jealous that Princess Peach wasn't home for him when he got back Picked from work. All of the plants they were harvesting in Mario too. Like what was, that was probably all the money that fed everybody in the kingdom for the rest of the year. And he just pulled up <laughs> those coins. Like they were nothing. And anytime he comes across a turtle, he steps on it, takes a shell and throws it at other turtles. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what you're trying to teach kids, but teach kids not to do that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mario, or at least the first four games I loved Mario. Um, but, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're not great games. I had a ton of fun. I'm not legitimately offended by any of this. I'm just saying, in terms of role models, um, maybe take your beef with the guy you have a beef with and, like, not murder his children in revenge. Well, you know, in most of them, I mean, outside of the booze and stuff, they're not even chasing you. They're, yeah. like, literally walking a prescribed path. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm going to get in your path. Oh, what? You're in my path? I'm going to kill you. And then that that's it. And they're gone. And they don't even get extra lives every time, right? Well, maybe they do if they come back after you die. But still, it's not very nice. No, it's not. They're just there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And the other one, just because, uh, like I said before, we uh, we are catering to a very Sierra-oriented crowd. So I am not going to say Roger Wilco. I think he is kind of disqualified because he's a great character. Uh, but as I wish to establish, a great character doesn't necessarily mean a good role model. He is lazy. He's an underachiever. And he just kind of lucks his way into success. Yeah, he's a bit of a hapless one. Yeah. So, uh, and again, you know, I think Larry Laffer is kind of an obvious disqualifier as well, but basically those are my picks for video game characters who are not good role models. <laughs> well, you know, all of my picks are, I mean, can you really say any of them are good role models? Like all of my picks are, are within gray areas, I would have to say. Uh, first, I went with Laura Bow because... She, she's a great example of how to record and report. Yes. Yeah, I did consider her for a second when I was thinking about who should be a good role model. And she has a lot of common sense for a girl who is only uh, 20 years old, right? I mean, she's probably not had the easiest upbringing being from New Orleans. And she lost her mom at, at a really young age. So she's had to do a lot of thinking for herself. Uh, I'm sure she she's probably spent a lot of time sitting back in life 
watching, listening, and observing. So by the time this whole uh, bunch of shenanigans started up, she was well prepped for it. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I always forget how young Laura Bow is, or especially at the time of Colonel's Bequest, and probably not that much older by the time of the Dagger of Amun-Ra. But um, I guess because I played it when I was so young, I was probably like 10 or 11. So a 20-year-old, when you're 10 or 11, is really old. So I always regarded yeah, her like as being adult. quite a bit more mature than, uh, you know, now when I'm 40 and she's half my age, now it's sort of like, wow, she was just a kid. Yeah, yeah she just, how did she get so much younger in this video game? Jeez. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I guess so. she ends up in a place where everybody's acting kind of weird and, and she realizes that she really needs to pay attention. Sorry, do, do, do you qualify acting really weird as dying? <laughs> well, okay. You weren't acting they like were that acting earlier. Suspicious. This is uncharacteristic <laughs> of you. Yeah, all, all of a sudden you're Make so up your much... mind. Do you want to be alive or dead or what? Like, seriously, pick. Pick something and be really, consistent. And the reason I can't say she's entirely a hero and that's just it is, is, is I mean, everybody did end up dead because, I mean, she didn't go <laughs> around saving anybody per se in the game. But she noted everything that happened so that all of the deaths will be effectively reported at a future time. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that's what I both love, and also it kind of gets me about that game. Is this sort of like uh, uh, you really don't do anything to stop anything that's going on? You basically just finally towards the end, you're like, yeah, that guy did it. <laughs> it, it and that only happens if you deduce things properly at the very yeah, end. That's true and, too. Uh, make the right choice, <laughs> otherwise you end up making the wrong choice, and then you leave, and you're like, did I solve that? I kind of did. Right? And then you go home and you're a little bit unsettled and yeah, might not have gone the right way. Worst vacation ever. <laughs> what did you learn from this? I'm still processing. <laughs> the food was good. I got a dinner out of it. So uh, as a heroine in a game, though, I mean, she did teach me a lot of things. Uh, she taught me to always pay attention to where I'm walking, because if you walk the wrong way or perhaps under a chandelier, there are dire consequences. And just because you walked the right way, not under the chandelier the first 50 times, doesn't mean you won't forget and walk underneath it the 51st time. And, and that's an important lesson to take into real life. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. um, she also taught you a very valuable lesson of do not take showers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't don't take showers. But it's it's too bad because when you're handling bodies and chilling in a crypt, <laughs> taking a shower is probably the first thing you should be thinking of doing. <laughs> of course, I guess by that point, I guess you're getting close to the time when having a shower would actually be okay again. So. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and she taught me to always make friends with an animal before releasing it from its pen, because otherwise, also, dire consequences. Yes. That's a very sensible thing to learn. I always pay attention to, to voices you hear and little cracks in the wall to be observant. Oh, yeah, just to uh, eavesdrop on people's conversations. <laughs> also, you know, it, it said in, I think it was in the instruction manual that uh, she always... Laura Bow found Jeeves kind of handsome, even though she didn't uh, trust him. So I don't know, maybe she had a few issues going on if, if he's the one that she picked out of everybody else in the house. 
Who else would she have chosen? Yeah. I mean, this selection wasn't really that great. The horse, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, a nod thinking about Laura Bow. I mean, another hero heroine from a game is uh, Nancy Maple. She's the daughter of uh, Irish immigrants, and she was raised up in a, in a tougher part of Toronto. And so not exactly New Orleans, but like a totally multicultural city. <laughs> it had a lot going on. She's just this cute, tiny thing. She's also in her early 20s. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think you could really admire another uh, look, listen, and learn kind of a girl. Right? I, I will reserve judgment on that until the game is complete, because I don't know what she's going to do later on in the <laughs> game. Uh, I'm not saying this to disparage anything. Obviously, I'm a big supporter of that project, but it's just it might be a little too early to tell right now. Who knows? What if the <laughs> twist, what if it does become a murder mystery and the twist is that it was Nancy Maple all along? We don't know that. Look at all those people who named their kids Daenerys after uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. And they're like, oh, I'm sure nothing can go wrong with this, even though the story has not concluded. Yeah, this will be a very good decision. Yeah, I'm going to name my kid Khaleesi because no way this could backfire. <laughs> yeah, well. She'll be a great you know, role least... model. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tattoo the name right here. It's perfect. <laughs> well, as far as I can see, she's a and even if even if in the end she ends up being the murderer and kills absolutely everybody, I will still admire her for her gumption and <laughs> go get it attitude and her ability to fool so many for so long. Very well. <laughs> I, I, I am not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that I'm reserving judgment for now. I'm going to continue rolling right along since you threw a whole bunch of years out oh, there. Of course, once, I'm, so, uh, I'm tapped out until the very end. Yeah, good. So I'm just going to keep going. So next up on my list, I've got uh, Rosella, another gray area hero. Mm -hmm. Another one who I <laughs> knew that you were going to pick and therefore I left alone. She taught me something that I kind of already knew, but I didn't realize it was for everybody. Now, it starts on a beach when I was about seven years old and out with the class and I had not played King's Quest and I was the only kid out there that would play with the crabs and the worms and all the creepy crawly bits and pieces out on the beach and in the forest and I always thought well maybe I'm kind of weird because I'm a girl that'll play with worms and I'm not squeamish about this stuff and when I got King's Quest and I was about nine or ten years old and Rosella was just more than happy to walk out and pick up a worm that a bird had been munching on. So this is clearly an injured worm. This isn't even an intact worm, right? And she's able to like pluck it out of the ground and put it in her pocket. I knew that I was cool. So she's a good role model because she is a woman with pockets. <laughs> She's got pockets and she can put a worm in it. That's everything I would ever aspire to be as a female. Oh, the things that we take for granted. And, and I mean, this girl, she can play piano. I used to love playing piano. So uh, I looked up to her for that reason and still do. She she will sneak into somebody's house and clean. And my theory is, is it's because she wasn't able to clean her own house as a kid because she was really rich. And her parents were like, you can't clean. You must take a scented bath and then, you know, rest so as soon as she got out in the world, she's like, wow, this is like the messiest house I've ever been to. And she gets right in there and cleans it until she's thoroughly satisfied. And I, and I respect a woman who doesn't care about societal norms and, and does what they need to do to be satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. Got to break the chains of the societal norms by being a woman who cleans the house. <laughs> yes. 
exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she's, you know, I said, you said you couldn't pick anybody who was the, uh, the hero when it's you, like in an RPG. So I couldn't pick the actual hero and say I admired him for petty theft. So I can say <laughs> I admire Rosella for petty theft. I mean, she will happily steal from, she'll steal from Cupid. She'll, she'll actually steal a unicorn from the forest. Who are you stealing from there? I don't know. Mother nature. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I would consider that a theft, even if it's not recorded on paper. I'm sorry, who, whose side are you on right now? <laughs> this is i'm heavily on rosella's side <laughs> i really respect a woman who will do anything to help her family she will let nothing okay, stand in the you way go. you know That'll you watch be, uh... an action movie and a guy will like he'll kill 150 people and take down a criminal organization to get a key code to you know get laid or something so yeah. th this girl she just wants to save her dad yeah i'll i'll uh i'll definitely ad admire that and she's a total badass. Yeah, we'll we'll I mean, assume that that wasn't just inherent in her nature, where she's just like this um, entitled royalty who just feels that everything belongs to her. <laughs> well, we'll just go with, oh, I would not normally do this, but I must to save my family. I think so, because she, she's not even enamored with wealth or diamonds. I mean, she doesn't care about that sort of thing. She's she's willing to give it up, maybe because it's already because she's ridiculously rich and a little bag of diamonds is like pittance to her and she's just like i don't even care i hadn't thought about it this way but uh anybody i mean she's really tough she will scare the trees away with an axe with no second thought she gets swallowed by a whale and instead of freaking out she's totally chill mm -hmm. about it right she'll she'll keep trying and trying and trying again for some of us trying to climb the tongue of the whale that was like for days that's persistence. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't think of a quality she didn't teach me. She also, she is more than happy to turn somebody down just because they're a prince or somebody important. It doesn't mean that she's going to run off and sleep with them or even give them a second glance, really. I think, I think to me, she almost like Edgar might have had more of a chance with Rosella if he hadn't had transformed into a prince, like in my head as a kid, if he'd have stayed as like the lowly Edgar, she could have maybe had like a pity fondness for him mm -hmm. and they might've had a more of a thing. Possible. You you tell me, I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> if I knew how women thought, I don't know. I date <laughs> men cause I know how they think better than <laughs> how women think. I'm clueless. Even though all my picks are so far actually women. Which I admire. I actually do agree with Rosella. I just uh, didn't want to uh, take her away from you. <laughs> Don't take my Rosella away <laughs> from me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Rick. <laughs> so um, do you want to uh, go into your last one before uh, we carry on or do you want me to? Um, sure, I'll, I'll get in my last little thing just um, uh, because I also want to throw in that uh, I did not... You know, on the topic of Rosella, I do like Rosella. Um, I did not really consider any other characters from King's Quest just because, like I said, uh, I did not play a whole heck of a lot of them. I played the first two. They were cool. King, King Graham, I'm sure, has a lot of role model traits. Uh, if anyone wants to make an argument for King Graham, I'm not going to argue against it. I just sort of like, I never really thought of him personally on a personal level. I never thought like, I want to be like King Graham. Um so I just sort of, you know, he's, I'm, if I'm going to go into honorable mentions, I'm sure he'll be an honorable mention. He does nothing wrong 
you know, he, he's got that um, um, pe- people in the Classic Gamers Guild group always joke about his uh, about that uh, that hot King Graham dad bod, but um, that's kind of misusing the term dad bod, which is supposed to be kind of not really that hot. But, uh, you know, for a guy his age, he's pretty ripped. So that's um, that's definitely something to aspire to. But I just like I said, I'm, I'm not a big enough fan of King's Quest to really uh, own the uh, right to determine him as a role model to myself personally. What I did end up on, and I did have to think about this for quite a bit, because once I got through all my disqualifiers, it was really hard to think of anybody that was left. There's nothing left, yeah. man. Um. So, uh, I, I didn't think too far out of the box. Uh, again, I am a real Sierra, uh, board and bred, uh, adventure fan. So I didn't think too far out of that. And, uh, it, it came down to Sonny Bonds. And I know that there, you know, uh, police officers are a controversial topic, but I'm pretty sure that we can all agree Sonny Bonds is one of the good ones. If every police officer was Sonny Bonds, uh, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we have today. Uh, he is, you know, he's very straight. He's uncorruptible. He, uh, he's doing the job because he believes in justice. Um, but justice by the book, he is, um, uh, he had no judgment towards Marie Wilkins, uh, after seeing that, you know, she <laughs> grew up to become a prostitute. Uh, and that did not phase him at all. Just like, whatever, that's cool. You did what you had to do. And now, uh, if we could be together, that's behind you, you know, especially at the time when that came out, like the eighties, nineties, that was pretty mm-hmm. forward thinking back then. Right. Oh, definitely surprised me. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of forward thinking right now, but Hey, you know, Sonny had no judgment there. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you're, you're cool. I like you. And, um, you know, you did what you had to do. Cool. And, you know, he, he stands for what he believes. He, um, when it comes down to it, like he's not just a pacifist. When it comes down to it, he will take out his gun and shoot somebody uh, if they are a threat to the lives of others or his or himself. Usually, if it's others more so than himself, he'll always know exactly the right level uh, of um, physical force in which to escalate a situation in order to defuse it. And uh, I think he just you know he always acts appropriately to the situation and always in the name of good. So I really can't think of anyone who better exemplifies a role model. No, without, uh, without a doubt, he's, uh, he's also a, a worthy partner. He, he doesn't complain when the chips are down and, and he has to pull somebody else's load. <laughs> we won't go too far into that, but, uh, <laughs> He he is there to pick up the slack when there is a lot of slack <laughs> slacking. <laughs> yep, yeah, and and non judgmental guy, you know, he just he knows exactly how many times and which direction to walk around a car to be safe, and that's something that you can rely on. You you'll never have a flat tire when he's at the wheel. <laughs> no, and you you won't die because <laughs> he'll have walked around the vehicle appropriately <laughs> and specifically. Yeah. And I Good think choice. that's about as far as I can do other than making snide comments towards your pick. <laughs> well, my last pick is, uh, you couldn't really call her a star in a video game. You could call her 
Well, I guess you could call her uh, 50% of a star in two video games with a small featurette in a third video game. But my next pick is Passionate Patty. Okay. Yeah, she she did uh, she did a little bit of piano playing in the beginning of Leisure Suit or the end of Leisure Suit Larry too, I think. But otherwise, uh, Larry fell for this lovely lady in uh, Leisure Suit Larry three, and you can really respect a girl that for one won't go for a guy in a lounge that isn't divorced, that won't look at her in the eyes first and talk to her appropriately and then fall so so deeply in love with him head over heels immediately that she will chase him into the deepest bamboo forest to the ends of the earth to to be with the man that she truly loves now isn't that somebody you can admire i do admire um any attractive woman who falls for the geeks (laughs) yeah and i mean and passionately uh they as far as i know (laughs) <laughs> as far as I know, they were together long after, at least until the end of Leisure Suit Larry 7. Um, I think in Laughter Utilities, uh, it was briefly mentioned that she was still in Larry's arms, which, I don't know, that must have been around Leisure Suit Larry 6 time. So, I mean, this is a faithful woman who didn't mind and was more than happy to wait patiently while Larry still went out to the bars and hit on women in the, in the later Leisure Suit Larry games. And she kind of got caught up in the whirlwind that was Larry. I mean, it went from champagne to sleeping together to wake up and he's gone to out like, Larry, Larry, and like bras with coconuts in them. And I mean, she had to use almost every single piece of clothing that she had on her body to find her way to her guy. She she rode a log, right? <laughs> she did, I mean, yes. She, she did. This uh, This woman is really tough. But but at the end of uh, you know number five, which uh, a friend of mine is is streaming online right now, uh, she, I think she ends up in Corsgold and uh, she stays in a, in the cabin in the mountains with Larry and and they have a sweet little home there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always it's also kind of interesting because I thought for a little bit like I wonder uh, if it's just kind of one of those. Um, casual misogyny things where it's sort of like, and I don't, don't take that to be a, too harsh of a term. I'm not criticizing like the creators or the designers or anything like this uh, for being bad people or anything like that. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe as a product of this time, there was like that little casual misogyny of like, Oh, the woman's role is to get progressively more and more naked throughout the course of her section of the game. But I was also sort of thinking about it last time I was watching you streaming it on Twitch. I was sort of like, maybe uh, I, I'm not sure if this is intended or not, but maybe actually the better way to look at it is that she's not going to let her modesty prevent her from her goals. She's not going to be like, ooh, I'm not going to do that because I am a lady and ladies should not should protect their modesty. It's like, no, no. Uh, okay, I, I need to do what I need to do and it means I'm losing my panties. Here we go. It's true. She'll roll with it because, you know, um, to make money when they lived up in the cabins, she couldn't really go out and about and do stuff or sing at a club. So she ended up running her own sex line called Passionate Patty's Touchstone Ecstasy Line to make money on the side. So she she <laughs> always knew how to take care of herself. <laughs> Was that before? Like, when did that take place? I'm not up to date on the lore of uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Was that... Something in her past, or is that's, that something she does like after the events of Leisure Suit Larry 3? 
That's after. That's sort okay. of during the events of Leisure Suit Larry 6 and 7. Now, fortunately, gotcha. I was able to catch an interview that she had with Al Lowe back in the day, and she was able to give a little bit more information about uh, how she was able to keep her man in line and, you know, keep the household running at the same time. Okay. I, I was just wondering, because I almost wouldn't even put it past Sierra to actually set up the line and charge people to call <laughs> I would in. totally call that. Yeah. I would call to talk with Passionate <laughs> Patty. For sure. Are there any final thoughts on video game role models? Like I, I kind of did all like the whole establishing the premise, but is there any thoughts that I may have missed or if you want to dispute or is there anything, any other thoughts that you might have in regards to what uh, would be or what would make a video game role model? Well, I guess for me, it had to be somebody that I identified a little bit with and I identify with gray areas. I'm not always sure, you know, am I lawful good? Am I chaotic neutral? I mean, I don't even really know. And being morally ambiguous is is kind of something that I personally admire in a lot of these characters, <laughs> you know, and maybe it would work better if, like these characters, I had a save and restore function in my real life, and I don't. So maybe I look at these crazy gray areas that they delve into as places where I can learn from their mistakes and their successes without actually having to dig in graveyards and, and open a Pandora's box myself. Gotcha. Well, and I think that uh, wraps this topic up quite nicely. Uh, tell us what you think, dear listeners. Who would be your video game role models? Um, again, original video game characters, not adapted from previous media. Uh, not characters who are role-playing game characters that you basically define. Who are the people that are worth noting? Or the people that we mentioned, either pro or con, that you disagree with? Uh, let us know if you disagree or agree or whatever. Just, you know, reach out to us. Let us know you're there. Rate our show, good or bad. Find us on Facebook. We're a page and a group. We're on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. And if you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon if you look up Classic Gamers Guild. And uh, if you'd like to send us love or hate letters, uh, you can send them to me at mail at classicgamersguild.com. You want to close it out? Sure. <laughs> you know, if you're going to open Pandora's box, for God's sakes, save first. Yes, save. And don't do opening Pandora's boxes. 